Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Love Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the last few podcasts around Paul's prayers and the content that he provides us with for what to be praying about and to know what's on his heart, but I think also what's on God's heart for us. I hope that you'll use those prayers as a springboard for praying for things in your own life and for others as well, and I hope they just continue to bless you. Over the next few weeks, what I'd like to do is to kind of continue a little bit in the prayer idea, but it's slightly different, and that is around the idea of different places where Paul gave what we would call a benediction. Benedictions, most of the time, most of them in Scripture begin with may, you know, may the Lord do this, may the Lord do that, and kind of sets you up for the language that this is kind of what he's going to say now is a benediction. And so I looked up benediction, you know, thank God for Google, it's such a good thing, (laughs) and you can get an awful lot of different resources for looking up things and getting understanding. But anyway, in this one place, the answer to what is a benediction in the Bible was this. A benediction is a declaration of blessings from God upon his loved ones. A declaration of blessings from God upon his loved ones. Benedictions, though brief, offer words of assurance or precepts designed to bring joy, peace, comfort, and security to those who place their trust in God. Another place, it said the word benediction comes from the Latin, and pardon me for those of you who know Latin, because I don't, so um, if I pronounce this wrong, but it comes from the Latin bene, meaning good, and disare, meaning say. In the Bible, a benediction referred to good words from God or his representatives toward his people as a blessing. So in this case, it's good words. They're a declaration of blessings from God upon his loved ones, but these declarations are good words and encouraging words, words that bring joy, peace, comfort. In fact, in another place, it was said this way, reciting a benediction is meant to encourage believers and stimulate joy and commitment to God. But then I love this. The author wrote, additionally, many believers find meditating on benedictions during their quiet times is a soothing balm which deepens the spirit, provides succor for the ailing heart, and strengthens the faltering soul. Benediction, declaration of blessing. And as I said, most of the time it begins with the word may. So today, this first one I want to look at is one that isn't often used, actually. But I really love it, and I love the context that it's in. And so I want to focus on this one first. It's found in Romans chapter 15. It's verses 5 and 6, so it's not actually at the end of the letter. And it's kind of interesting that he throws this blessing, this benediction, where most of the time benedictions are at the end. He puts it here in this part of the letter, and it goes like this. Paul says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hear it again. Again, hear it from Paul's heart. May the God who gives endurance 
and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, good words, right? (laughs) The God who gives endurance and encouragement would also give us the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. As I was praying about this, especially this morning, I was thinking about the word may, and sometimes the benedictions were actually referred to as prayers. And I thought, well, but how is it a prayer? Because prayers are generally addressed to God. Prayers are asking God for something. Where in this case, the benediction, this statement that begins with the word may, is addressed to us. It's addressed to people. And it's wishing, it's wanting for God to do something. But at the same time, I think as I was asking the Lord today, I thought about more that is it, is it a sense of, of the one who's speaking this, and in Paul in this case, is it something that he's saying like, know this, be confident of this, trust this, be encouraged by this. And it has this idea of this is what we know to be true about God. And I'm believing that God wants to continue to do this and do more of this in your life. And so, as you hear this, hear this as this is kind of a given about God, and yet I'm praying or I'm blessing you that God would continue it in your life and you would find encouragement by this understanding of who He is and what He does. So, again, for instance, in this particular benediction, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement... So, if I apply it the way I just said, it would be like, know that God, our God, who gives endurance and encouragement. Remember, God is the one who gives endurance and encouragement. Trust that God is the one who gives endurance and encouragement, and He's always doing this. And it's this same God, I'm saying, oh God, bless them. Give them the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's primarily just wanting us to have the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Well, the very next verse, verse 7, he says, Accept one another then, just as Christ Jesus accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. And at the end here is what he's saying. He says, if he's wanting to bless, say, trust God, anticipate from God, know that God wants to give you this same attitude of mind toward each other. Well, what is that attitude of mind? Well, first of all, it's accept one another, just as Christ Jesus accepted you, which this is one of a number of important verses to me where he's asking us to do what Jesus has already done for us first and continues to do for us, right? Accept one another just as Christ accepted you. Or hear it from Jesus himself. Accept one another then just as I, Jesus, have accepted you, do accept you, continue to accept you. And this is the same attitude of mind I want you to have. It's the same attitude of mind that I had. Well, that's verse 7. I want to go backwards now because that would make even more sense in context where I think that Paul gives us probably the best definition of love in a real practical sense, and that's in verse 2. 
where he says this, Romans 15, 2, Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. That makes a ton of sense to me of what love is about. You see a neighbor and you're thinking about pleasing them for their good to build them up. That's very proactive. That's very intentional. And it's, it's for their benefit, he says. It's for their good. It's to build them up. I mean, you see somebody and you're thinking, God, what could I do that would please them, that would bless them, that would build them up, that would be for their good? And again, Paul says the very next verse, 3, for even Christ did not please himself. So, it's another one of those verses of loving as Jesus loved us. Because if we start it the other way around, you could hear it as Jesus saying, even I, Jesus, did not please myself, but I pleased you, you, my neighbors, you, my friends, for your good to build you up. Right? That's the way Jesus lived with the disciples and with those around him, that he was never thinking about pleasing himself. He was always thinking about pleasing the Father and pleasing his neighbors for their good, to build them up. This, again, is what I think is the heart behind Paul's statement of benediction or blessing to the people. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And what was his attitude of mind? He accepted us and he lived to please for our good and to build us up. So he's blessing, encouraging, saying, know this, trust this, have confidence that the God who gives endurance and encouragement is going to give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Those are words of encouragement. Those are good words. Well, I want you to hear them now, and I've already been doing that a little bit, but I want to just say them to you now, again, from the Lord, because if this is from Paul's heart, how much more is it from God's heart, from Jesus' heart? So first, I want to back up, actually. I want to start with verses um, 2 and 3, but hear them from Jesus. Even I, Jesus, did not please myself, But I live to please others for their good, to build them up. So likewise, I want you to live to please your neighbor for their good, to build them up, even as I did, not looking to please yourself, even as I did not look to please myself. And now verse 5, hear this from the Lord. I, your God, who gives endurance and encouragement to you, I am also here to give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus had. This is my heart. Know this. Be confident of this, that I, your God, who gives you endurance and encouragement, I will also give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus had. Because in the end, I want you with one mind and one voice to glorify me, your God and Father. This is my heart for you. This is what I desire for you. And finally, accept one another then, just as I, Jesus, just as I, your God and Father, have accepted you. For this will bring praise to me. 
You know, the other thing is in the same chapter is one of my most favorite blessings, one of my most favorite benedictions, and that's verse 13. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, those are just such great words and what He's desiring for them, longing for them. So, in that sense, I guess it's prayer-like in that He's he, he's wanting something from God for them. But again, I think it's more this idea of know, trust, be confident of. So again, I'm going to close out with this one, where the Father says it this way. I am the God of hope, and I do fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in me, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of my Holy Spirit. I am the God of hope, and I fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in me, so that you may overflow with hope through the power of my Spirit. I can see why now the author who was giving the definition of the benediction said this again, Additionally, many believers find meditating on benedictions during their quiet times a soothing balm which deepens the spirit, provides succor for the ailing heart, and strengthens the faltering soul. Lord, I pray that this would be true for us, for each of us that are listening and meditating on this today. Lord, just thank you for the reminder that we're to love as you've loved us, to please our neighbors for their good, and to build them up even as you did for us, that we would accept one another just as you accept you accepted and continued to accept us. But Lord, most of all, I just pray that we would hear these blessings, hear these benedictions in a way that our hearts really do hear good words, good words that strengthen and encourage us. So now I want to finish and say it as a benediction to you today. My friends, my brothers and sisters, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the God of hope fill you right now, right where you are, with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, be blessed. May these words do all that they're intended from the Lord's heart to yours. And have a great day.